Hey guys, real quick before I start the show, are you interested in starting your own podcast? Well, guess what? I put together a one-hour class. I can teach you in under 60 minutes what took me six months to learn, okay? The link is in the show notes. Now let's start the show. Welcome to the Office Flip-Flops Podcast. My name is Francesca Zampaglione, and I am a CPA turned stylist, confidence builder, resilience connoisseur, and my love for coffee exceeds my love for high heels. Each week, you'll hear tips about how others confidently present themselves. This podcast is going to be your superpower for your life and career success. Let's dive in. My friends, welcome back. Welcome back to a new episode of Office Flip Flops. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so grateful for you, whether you are a new listener or a repeat listener. Thank you for being here. So here's the thing. What I love about this show and what I love about my work is how I get to connect with leaders and business owners and entrepreneurs and learning how they did it and learning how they keep doing it. And my next guest, Diane Grossman, has so many pearls of wisdom. Oh, you are not going to believe the wonderful sayings that she has. So I'll clue you in. In the beginning, we speak about female-led and female-owned businesses. But I will tell you this. Her advice is so generic. It is for everyone. One of the top tips that she shares is that we all need to find common ground in building relationships with our existing customers, right? We want our customers to be with us for life. So without giving away too much about her passion and her energy, I'm going to just let this podcast interview roll and I'll see you at the end. My friends, my friends, here we are today. I have a new guest for the show. I could not wait to bring her to the show. When I first um, had a conversation with her, it flowed so well that I wish we recorded it at that point in time. So let me introduce my next guest, Diane Grossman. My friends, Diane Grossman is an angel. Diane, will you please mm-hmm. will you please say a little bit more about yourself to the audience? Hi, everyone. Um, As she said, my name is Diane Grossman. Um, I was born and raised in Augusta, Georgia. I moved to New Jersey in 1998, uh, uh, where I married my husband, and we have um, a wonderful life together. Uh, Two stepchildren um, from a previous, and then, of course, Seth and I have two children together. Um, My husband was in flooring, and um, in the wholesale side, and I've always wanted to be a business owner. Um, I came to him one day with an idea of opening a different type of flooring store, and he said, well, it probably will never work, but my husband was really one of those people that kind of like believed in me, and um, so he said, here's a thousand dollars, go start your own business, and that's kind of how um, the carpet girl um, became to be, so I am the creator and founder of the only female branded Um, flooring store in the United States. And I say that because female branded is really important. Female Uh direction, but female branded means that our marketing techniques directly go to the consumer who is our customer. So um, I've been in business in 2022. I I will celebrate my 10th year. Yay. Thank you, Diane. It is incredible how quickly that passed, right? 10 years goes by so quickly, but the oh my success- gosh. Well, when they, yeah, when they told me to start my own business, 
Um, the person I spoke to said um, the first five years is figuring out if you have a business. The next couple of years is keeping the doors open. And then when finally 10 years roll around, you have a business and then it's just keep, you know, keeping, keeping the, keeping yourself alive and keeping the energy going. Because when you first started, right. you're so excited. But by the time 10 years rolls around, you do have to find ways to re-energize yourself. Yes, indeed. And and you have, you have so many pearls of wisdom that you and I discussed in the green room before we started recording and things that yeah. I, you know, looked up about you. And, and as I mentioned, you have this great saying about how gender doesn't run a business. Your brain does. Let's, right. let's talk about that for a few minutes. Cause I just find it so enlightening um, and, and important for everybody who's listening. Well, I think it's important that we acknowledge that women are definitely, there's a huge force, especially since COVID, of women taking ownership of their lives and living outside of the box and doing things a little differently. You know, we refer to it as pivoting. Our children are home now. And so we have to figure out a way to generate income, but also figure out a way to be the caregivers. I always say they call us working moms, but they never call them working dads. So just put that out there. But that being I think it's super important that, yes, we are women business owners, and I think that there are um, options for us and we have access to things as women business owners, but I don't think it's important for us to get too caught up on it because the more we harp on the fact that we're women-owned businesses, I think ideally it devalues us. You yeah. know, Gender doesn't run this business, my brain does. And I think if we can acknowledge that we're women business owners, but we can make very smart decisions, logical decisions, non-emotional decisions. We can hire, we can fire, we can promote, we can do all of the things. I think once you get too caught up on being a women-owned business, I truly think that it, it hurts the culture of it. Just run the business like a person rather than your gender. Yeah. Amen. Right. It's so important to just look at the business as a business and, and sometimes our emotions take over and it's just knowing that that's not a, you know, we don't need that for the decision-making process, right? So you no. have, right? We, we just don't need that. But I, I appreciate so much how you put that out there because let's not harp on that. You're running a legitimate, amazing business. And there's a statistic that I'm sure you know better than I do as from a carpet perspective, you know, who's making those buying decisions? Because the reason why you started it is because the salespeople selling carpet were mostly men. But the right. people who were making decisions were mostly women. So here you had an amazing opportunity to fill that gap. And you did so well, amazingly well. Exactly. 80% of flooring decisions are made by the female consumer. And mm. I think it's important that women take control that they are truly the retail driving force. We buy all the groceries. We make all the decisions about our housing. We make decisions about education. We're the ones that we are the retail consumers. Women have a lot of power when it comes to making decisions about our economy. So I think that's super important. Um, but 80% of flooring is sold by men. Most people in the flooring world don't just sell flooring. They're more interior designers. And I don't think there's anything wrong. I work with a ton of interior designers. But myself, I'm not an interior designer. I just decided to specialize in a very important fabric that is used in all types of homes. And by specializing in it, I can truly understand the ins and outs of the project and answer it. And I am the person, I would say our tagline is your friend in floors. I'm the girl who takes shopping with you that says, buy this, don't buy that. And so right. 
that's really the mindset of the carpet girl. The carpet girl is by appointment only. We don't want shoppers. We want buyers. And that's not to eliminate shoppers. I'll be happy to have a consultation. But women make an appointment for everything in their life. They uh -huh. make their nails, for their hair. And so if you're going to be spending $3,000 on a project, which is the typical cost of an average project, then you want to make an appointment for that. I don't want my team following people around the store saying, can I help you? Can I help you? I want that person to feel special. I want their project to be important. I want to sit down at a table, go through the ins and outs of the business. And I think that once again, that's how the consumer, female consumer buys is that she needs to understand it. It needs to look beautiful. It needs to feel great and it's, affordable, and it's in that order. I love that. I love that. So with this amazing approach to business that you have, and as you mentioned, you have a team, how do you find people to follow your lead, Diane, and, and providing that exceptional service and understanding, you know, what qualities do you look for in your staff and employees to help build that amazing camaraderie that you have there that we can perhaps share with the audience as they look to rebuild their teams? I think the ideal candidate is someone in the home furnishings, flooring style per, uh, personality someone who has worked in furniture, someone who has worked in the retail, someone who is real estate, real estate agents make an incredible team member because obviously oh, they're wow. homes. And a lot of realtors have what we call the side hustle, right? They're real. Mm. They also do staging or they do interior design or they do paint consultations. So for a real estate person to be involved in flooring, it's a great asset to them as well as myself, because not only do they understand the real estate market, which is who, so people either buying a home or selling a home or our ideal customers. So tapping sure. that market is ideal. I think just being a person who has the gift of gab is as I call it. <laughs> I love it. You said it with people, right? Like identify with them. I went to school with your husband, or I, I know your brother, or I know your cousin, or just to finding, I, down South, we call it digging up Ken. So if you can talk to someone, <laughs> like that, you can dig up Ken, you can find some, this common ground and believe it or not, and that'll go on to our next conversation, but common ground is so important for everyone. Uh -huh. um, so that common ground, that common thread that we all uniquely have with one another, if you can find a way to find some type of commonality with someone, they're your customer and they're your customer for life. Because again, they're not buying flooring, they're buying you. And that's uh, what we're buying. We're, we're as people that you can trust to give your money to get the project done. And if there is a problem, which because we're human, there can be, um, we're the ones that pick up the phone and actually return your call. So uh, I love that. The gift of gab helps us build relationships. It's so important. And I don't know, doesn't it make the day go a lot smoother, right? When you have that open personality to everybody walking in, like, oh, I know I'm going to have something in common with that person. I'm, right. I'm going to find something, whether it's school or hobby or whatever. So having that open mind, I call it the beginner's mind, each and every time a new person comes into your showroom, what an amazing um way 
like you said, they're not just your uh, customer at that point in time, they're your customer for life. And isn't and that- And I say the they're their customer for life because that is the lifeline for your business is referrals. You know, nothing is a bigger compliment than doing the mother's house, doing the daughter's house, doing the son's house, doing the cousin's house, the aunts, the uncles. And so that's why I say once, once a carpet girl customer, always a carpet girl customer. And the nice thing is, is by saying that out loud to our customers, we are also planting the seed for future business. It's mm. And done. So I think that it's really important to use catchphrases and to say those things that you're planting. So when we go out and do a measure, we measure the whole house, right? Ah. We sure that the client understands we'll measure the bedrooms, we'll measure the stairs, we'll measure the basement, measuring the whole house. Not only does that keep them in the carpet girl circle, but it lays the pipeline for future business. And every business owner needs to be thinking that way. You know, when they walk through the door, I say it's always easier to keep a customer than it is to look for new customers. And so a repeat customer is definitely something. So I would say to business owners, always have in your sales pitch or whatever it is that you do, future business for that existing customer. It's so much easier to sell an existing customer. Absolutely. And that's why you've had the success that you've had over the 10 years, because you're a forward thinking. You're not just thinking of the one room, you're thinking of the entire property. So that's brilliant. That is is quite brilliant to, to share that. Um, so what's been your biggest aha in the past 10 years? If you were, if you could nail, nail it down to one, I'm sure there've been several. There's been lots of them. My, I've got a couple and it just depends on which side of the Diane that you're talking to. Um, <laughs> But I say my biggest aha in business when people when people talk to me about it is time and money. Mm. Right? You need time and you need money. You can have the best widget on the planet. Um, but if no one's willing to buy that widget, then it's not really a business. Um, time and money. You have to be willing to dedicate time to a business. In the very beginning, the business owns you. You don't own the business. And you really don't know the direction of the business and the way it's going to go. When I first started this company, I wanted to be a mobile showroom. But when I found out that the margins were a lot less in those type projects, I had to it quickly evolve. COVID forced me to evolve. You know, mm. we had circumstances in our lives that have forced us to to change the direction of our business. And you have to be willing to do that. Let the business speak for what the customer wants rather than the direction you want to take it in. And also you have to be willing to take a risk. Business yeah. money. You have to be willing to do the hard things like borrow money uncomfortably. You know, typically when women start a business, they have an uncomfortable relationship with money They'll walk into a bank and borrow $1,000 where a man will walk into a bank and borrow $50,000 to get comfortable with borrowing money, investing in themselves, being loyal to that and staying the course. You know, you're going to have hardships in your life. The kids are going to interrupt you. You're going to have all these things. But the reality is, is you really, again, that goes back to gender versus you've got to be comfortable. So my biggest aha is time and money. You need both. I love it. So well stated, Diane, from a personal and a business perspective, how the two intertwine and how the two can support each other. That's been amazing. So my favorite question to ask everyone sitting right where you, you are sitting right now is, is there a particular piece of clothing or accessory that helps you feel amazing like what what is it and how does it make you feel as you step forward in your business and in your life 
Is there well, something? I've got a couple of things. So um, I always wear uh, hoop earrings um, because mm-hmm. round is the completion. So wherever you start, you end up. So I always wear hoop earrings. Um, but my most important prize is this bracelet. It's made from a belt and it has my daughter's slogan on it. It's a bracelet kind of life putting a bracelet on your arm to remember to be the good in the world. Um, It's like tying a string around your finger to remember to pick up milk and bread on your way home. Um, Putting a bracelet on your arm to remember to be the good in the world. Um, It's a bracelet kind of life was my daughter's mantra. And so I put this leather band on every day. It's made from a recycled belt. So I know that it didn't end up in a landfill somewhere. Um, And it's got her logo on it. So that really kind of speaks to me. I don't leave the house a day without wearing her bracelet. That is beautiful. And for those of you listening, that is an an incredible segue to my second interview with Diane. You know, when she and I initially connected, we decided to do two separate episodes. So that is an incredible clue in to next week's episode where you'll hear all about that bracelet and all about the work that Diane has done with her daughter um, and that bracelet and the foundation that she's built. But Diane, in the interim, if someone wanted to reach out to you before hearing next week's episode, where's the best place that they can find you? The best place to reach me is on thecarpetgirl.com. That's our website. So if you're interested in learning more about our services and the things that we offer, um, if you're interested in joining our team, if you're a realtor and you're looking for something to add to your add to your plate, um, thecarpetgirl.com. Um, we have a wonderful website with a contact submission form that you can reach out. Again, you that's thecarpetgirl.com. Wonderful. And I will certainly share that in the show notes, Diane, to make it Uh, nice and easy for everyone. Thank you again for your time, Diane. It's always a joy in connecting with you. Thank you so much for having me. Isn't Diane great? Uh, I'll say this. I could listen to her all day. Just her pearls of wisdom, just understanding how she's done it helps all of us understanding our target markets, understanding how we appeal to them, understanding how important it is to hold on and nurture our existing client base. But here are my top three takeaways of my time with Diane. Number one, the gift of gab. (laughs) The gift of gab is a great way to build relationships. While making common connections with your customers, it's important to keep that in mind, right? So you find that commonality. Number two, you need time and money to build a business. Time and money are critical and so important. And in the beginning, she reminds us that the business is going to own us. You're not going to own it. So it's important to understand that balance when you're just starting out. And number three, the lifeline in any business is customer referrals because it's always easier to keep a customer than it is to find a new one, right? So I think that's so important to keep in mind to nurture that existing client base. And then Towards the end, we spoke to our next episode. As you can well imagine, as I said in the beginning, she's an angel. So hold on to your seats, my friends, for next week's episode because it is incredible. She's had an incredible journey and you will understand what I mean of how generous somebody like Diane is and you'll want to help her. So in the meantime, I've listed in the show notes a link to the bracelet that she speaks of, of Mallory's Army Foundation that she built. 
And there are other items available on this website that I'm looking to offer as a gift. So definitely tune in to next week's episode. But in the meantime, in the meantime, here's your challenge. Here's your challenge or bonus to take away with you. If you get nothing else, try this. Can you, can you dig up kin in your next business conversation and find common ground? Okay, my friends, just give it a try and I'll see you next time. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, please take a second right now and subscribe and share this with your friends too. And while you're there, leave a review with your biggest takeaway today. We come out with a new episode every Thursday morning and you don't want to miss it. Okay, my friends, embrace your superpower and wrap yourself in something that shows your confidence. I'll see you next time.